step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on the FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we will be talking with Sherem Fuladgar Mercer about his PR tech software, AirPR. Welcome to the show, Sherem. Thanks, Tim, for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So can you, let's start with you telling us a little bit about your company. AirPR is a software company that measures the impact of public relations for the first time and focuses on increasing PR performance. Uh, it's a venture-backed company based in San Francisco as our headquarters, and we focus on uh, from the Fortune 500 all the way down to uh, nonprofits and companies all the way in between that uh, focus or spend uh, any effort on PR. Our focus is on how do we help them increase their performance through measuring the right things. So how did you get involved with the company? So uh, a long time ago, I uh, was a software engineer and uh, worked at a technology company. And then I was a venture capital investor um, investing across uh, a spectrum of different companies and just saw the pain point in PR. Didn't have a lot of technology associated with it. Uh, looked like there was a huge opportunity. Um, there was a lot of spend going to it and uh, no one could figure out how to measure it. So ultimately what happened is, is we talked to more and more people. Um, we realized that PR itself could really be- benefit from having an ability to measure what happens after someone reads a news article or uh, sees a blog post and how does that benefit the business outcome that you as a brand may care about. And if you can determine what drives the business outcomes, what drives potential customers, what drives someone to uh, sign up for a demo request would drive someone to apply for a job at the company. If you could figure out what is most successful, you could tie and then tie that back to the press, um, the blog post, the piece of content um, that drove that. You now can figure out how to amplify your PR in a way that no one else has been able to do. And companies can use this for a huge competitive advantage if done correctly. Got it. So one of the things you said is that you're you're measuring the impact of PR for the first time. Um, is that to say that we've been doing PR for decades and and it's never we've never known the impact? That's correct. <laughs> to be very blunt, that is accurate. Got it. Um, so who who uses your software? Uh, so it's generally used by brands and agencies alike. So it can be, for example. Salesforce or Experian and companies like that on the uh, larger company end, um, all the way to uh, a, a nonprofit like Kiva um, that would use it um, internally. Got it. Um, so you're you're a f- co-founder with the company, is that correct? That's correct. Um, and you've been with the company obviously since the beginning. Then current role is CEO. That's correct. Okay, great. Um, what do you see your role as, as as the CEO of the company? What do you What do you do day to day? You know, the every day feels a little different, but uh, um, it's making sure the ship is pointed in the right direction. And so that could mean everything from 
uh, a deep dive in and talking to one of our existing customers to see what they love about the product and what they wish it did, uh, all the way to jumping on a sales call to being in a conversation with the product team and deciding and, and helping focus on the roadmap of the company, uh, all the way down to recruiting. And so there's a wide range of things that I uh, that I focus on as the CEO to make sure the company is pointed in the right direction and strategically then look at everything and say, what is it and where is it that we want to go uh, as a company and as a team of folks working out of Silicon Valley? What excites us to go and change an entire industry? And that's really what our goal is. You mentioned um, you were on the um, investment side for a while. Um, I'm curious how the transition from from investor back to um, to active in the business um, has gone for you? Yeah, it's actually been it's actually been a lot of fun. I was a I was an investor at a fairly young age and realized that if I ever was going to look at starting a company, um, it'd be a great time to a great time to do it. I had uh, uh, more free time then than uh, I'm sure I do now, and uh, thought I would take the road less traveled and uh, start the company versus being a uh, versus staying as an investor. Um, and ultimately stumbled upon this really interesting idea in terms of AirPR. And I think that one of the things that I loved about being on the investment side is being able to see all of these really interesting ideas and pitches and ring about them in the media and in the news and seeing this on the other side of the equation and being on the company side, focusing on what news, what stories, what messaging actually is most effective, um, dramatically kind of reshaped how I looked at uh, venture investing as well on that side of the spectrum. Totally. I'm curious, what is it about AirPR that excites you every morning when you wake up? The company, two things. One is we have a phenomenal group of people. Um, the team is both tight-knit but also very uh, very driven. And uh, I think seeing and coming to the office and seeing a, a bunch of really smart, bright folks uh, charging forward to go and tackle the, the next problem is something that I love. Uh, the other piece is that we're in an industry that hasn't had a lot of technology applied to it historically. And it could be, for example, water as an industry or trucking as an industry. Historically, those are those have obviously changed now, uh, but historically, much like PR, have, have not had a lot of technology investment in those types of industries. They're sleepier, if you will, but there's still a huge opportunity and there's a massive amount of money spent on all of those. And so for me, coming in, uh, in an industry that I originally got pretty excited about, both as a venture capitalist and then as an entrepreneur in residence at a different venture capital firm, is something that uh, I get excited about every day when I come in because it's just fun. It's just interesting. You see the results of what you're doing every day in the news and seeing your, your customers change how they communicate their brand to the world because of some of the results and data that you're able to show and no one else is able to show them. That's pretty exciting. Very cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you, you mentioned that you have a phenomenal group of people and a very driven team. Um, what, how did you go about building that team? What are, what are the keys to building a team like that? Yeah, it, it is a interesting question because at every stage, the answer to that um, changes a little bit. And what I mean by that is at the beginning when it was just me and I was looking for my co-founder, for example, it's a very hands-on approach. I remember looking for a technical co-founder 
and that was going to be much better than I was. And I would focus on the business side and I would go to hackathon after hackathon, um, which are just, uh, basically weekend long pizza fueled, uh, binges where you just stay up all night for 48 hours straight and code up a, uh, a, uh, an application. Uh, I would go to these, uh, weekend after weekend and sit down and, uh, randomly, decided to build a product with someone and was trying to find someone that I thought was a lot better than I was in terms of being a software engineer and a technical resource. And I remember sitting down uh, one time with uh, who is now my co-founder, Raj Satyamurthy, and uh, asking him, hey, how long would it take, you think, if we were to build this product? And uh, we were. Uh, my suggestion was to try that for the hackathon. And in my mind, it would take me about uh, 20 to 22 hours to build that. And Rod responded, it would take him probably an hour and a half. And <laughs> I, I, I just assumed that uh, um, maybe I hadn't made it clear what product that I wanted to build. Um, and uh, after I repeated it a couple of times, he kind of put his headphones on and an hour and a half later, he was done. And that was the moment where I was like, wow, I found someone that is just clearly so much more effective than I am as a software engineer. And even at that time, having come from the venture side, Half the reason why these early stage companies fall apart are, are, are for team issues. And so I spent another six to 12 months with Raj, just getting to know him before even telling him about the PR idea I had in the back of my mind. And so that, when you're looking at hiring and recruiting at a very early stage and you're trying to find a co-founder, is very different than as you scale up now. And uh, we have a team of 25 to 30 people. And when we are doing interviews now, Obviously, I can't do that level of of hands-on sourcing, but we have recruiters, we have uh, the individuals at AirPR themselves looking for referrals, and what I always do, no matter what, even at this stage, and I'll do this even when we get 10 times as big, is I always make sure I interview the candidate um, myself, at least one interview that I want to do for everybody that comes through the door, and I want to make sure that I have the ability to... Um, still have an effect on the culture and the type of person that comes through at AirPR. That's great. How big's the team today? Uh, 25 to 30 people. Fantastic. Um, we need to take our first break. When we come back, we'll be getting some more info on AirPR from Sharem. Don't go away. George Cast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. 
email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjorgeCast, only on Cranberry Welcome Radio. Welcome back to FjorgeCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Sherem of AirPR. Sherem, can you tell us a little bit about how your product works? Certainly. So what we do is we are able to show what happens after someone sees a piece of press in the news. And what I mean by that is right now, PR generally is not measured down to what drives the business. And our focus is how do we showcase what's actually driving the business outcomes that you care about so that you can more effectively amplify your message and your PR efforts to drive business outcomes. The way that we do that is we capture news and blog outlets and we're able to showcase when an article mentions a brand. And then ultimately, when someone reads the article and comes over to the brand's website, being able to capture that attribution and attribute where they came from came from and then ultimately say all right now that they're on your site are they signing up for a demo are they buying a product are they applying for a job what is it that they are doing and tie all of that back to the news article the blog post the message the author the publication whatever it may be that helped drive that and that's really what AirPR focuses on is what do people do after they see a piece of press so that you can determine how to increase PR performance based on what works and what doesn't. Are you then comparing that to what could have or would have happened if they didn't see it? Yeah, so one of the primary metrics that is occurring in our industry is we right now measure things as an industry based on what's called an impression. And an impression in uh, the advertising world is you're on the page and you've seen it, uh, presumably. Uh, and uh, an impression in PR, though, is just the number of people that have gone to the entire domain or the entire publication, not the number of people that have actually seen the article or even been on the page of the article. And, and why so is that? It's because there historically hasn't been a good way to estimate the number of people to, that uh, go to the page. There's the, the publication historically hasn't given anyone the data um, there's no way to get the data. Whereas if you're doing a Google AdWord, for example, um, you'll, Google gives you, as part of placing the ad, they say, all right, here are the number of people that have been on the page and have seen the ad. And they'll say, uh, uh, they'll give you a, a cost per thousand impressions and call that a CPM. So that doesn't exist in PR. So instead, PR said, you know what, we can actually estimate the number of people that go to finance.yahoo.com. And let's say, hypothetically, that's 100 million people. If there happens to be a press release that, that we put out, out out and it shows up on there, um, we're going to assume all 100 million people uh, read the press release because that's the number of people that went to finance.yahoo.com. And as you might imagine, 
those metrics are completely inaccurate. Right. Uh, and even more so, one of the reasons why I started AirPR is I was sitting at the board level of one of our companies and I asked how PR is going. And the person said, oh, it's going great. We got 7 billion impressions this month. And I remember stopping the meeting and saying, hold on, uh, explain that to me for a moment because that's more people than there are on the planet. <laughs> and, you know, and you just said our website traffic went down and your revenue is down. So help explain to me how these two make any sense. And so after I started to listen to the explanation, realized there's a bigger opportunity in PR if that's the primary way that um, things are measured. Got it. So... Um, what, what do people do with the information that they gather from your platform? It helps them make data-driven decisions on what they should be talking about, who they should be talking to, and the publications they should be reaching out. Um, and right now, our industry, in terms of PR, has been filled with a lot of artists, I would say. PR is all about art historically. And our goal is to marry the art and the science in our industry so that we can give them the ability to leverage some data to figure out what to do. Got it. So um, I think this, the science part makes sense to me, the data. How does your platform promote the art of PR? Ah, so the platform right now has a qualitative front end and a quantitative back end. So what we're really focused on is not just hey, here are the number of people that went and bought something, or here are the number of people that went and completed an action. It's really also around, hey, here's how your messaging is starting to look. Here's how the sentiment or the tone of the conversations about this article look. And so a lot of that stuff ends up being less tracked and more, I mean, it's really hard to come up with a new message, especially technically. It's hard for someone to say, hey, here are the 10 messages you should use. That's really the art. But if we can give them a little bit of the science, say, hey, here's some of the messages that have worked in the past. Here are the ones that haven't worked in the past. It makes the art a lot easier to come up with what's going to be successful in the future. And so us, um, our focus is really combining uh, the two of that together to give a platform that the average PR person can use successfully to become better at their art. So if you're if you're talking about an agency using your platform, are you talking about a PR agency or a traditional ad agency? Exactly. It'd be a PR agency using the platform, uh, traditionally from an agency perspective, or it could be an in-house PR person at a brand. Got it. Very cool. Um, if people want to engage in your platform, what should they do? If you go to airpr.com and you can request a demo and you'll see uh, uh, one of us will reach out and happy to provide more information for uh uh, what you're looking for. Um, so let's go back a little. It's great to understand the value of AirPR. Um, I'm curious, what are what are PR agencies doing now that they're that they're missing from AirPR? One of the big things I think it's not just agencies; it's our whole industry is that we haven't had a way to actually see what works and what doesn't. You know, when we talked about that impression metric or in the way it's calculated earlier, none of that tells us or gives us context or meaning for what matters to your potential customer as a brand. And so what really our focus is, um, and our, as an industry, we haven't really done that, is we're going to say, hey, I think based on the fact that we're in the tech space, we should go after TechCrunch, for example. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a vertically focused blog that started up a little while ago that could be even more effective at that TechCrunch. We found, for example, when looking at cybersecurity, that there was a 
publication called the Pavel Report. It was one that was fairly new. Most people hadn't heard of it. And it was driving a massive amount of application whenever it was writing about cybersecurity. And this is a great example of the new PR these days. Historically, we've focused on putting out a press release and talking to maybe just the 10 publications that existed back then. This is when we all grew up a long time ago. Now it's really around how do you tell a great narrative or, or tell a great story? Once you've figured out that story, that message, how do you put it out on a, on a channel that you um, really can partner with? And whether that's a journalist that you trust to give an exclusive, whether that's your own media channel. And then it's not how do you amplify it across 10 publications. It's how do you amplify this across the millions of publications or the millions of journalists that exist now? Because everyone today is a journalist. They have their own blog. They have their own medium channel, LinkedIn Pulse. There are numerous ways that people can communicate to the world and figuring out and aggregating all of that data to surface and showcase what moves the needle most effectively is really the, the critical part now that we can focus on, whereas back then we either couldn't or we didn't need to. Um, and then taking all of that to say, hey, what drives a business outcome based on who amplified what? And at the end of the day, restarting that process, looking at the data and saying, okay, this worked, this didn't, this metrics was successful, this publication was, we thought this one would be and it wasn't, and then slightly changing the strategy to take advantage of some of the science or some of the data that you have available to make more informed uh, decisions on your PR strategy. Does AirPR identify opportunities like the Palmer report you mentioned, or are you throwing in ideas and having it kind of determine the value? Uh, it's both, actually. So AirPR can surface that. You basically just have to say, you know what? I'm interested in looking at, I'm a, I'm a financial services company. I'm interested in looking at cybersecurity. Or I am, uh, I'm a tech company. I'm interested in owning the conversation around innovation and seeing who is uh, trending around that topic. So being able to actually determine who or what is most effective and you just let us know what topic you care about. Sure. Um, we need to take our second break, but when we come back, we will cover a little more on MarTech and the evolution of PR. Don't go away. Georgecast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Thousands affected by Hurricane Harvey urgently need support. Your donation can help the American Red Cross provide warm meals, shelter, and hope to these families. Please donate today. Go to redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS or text the word Harvey to 90999. Your support is critical. We cannot do it without you. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. 
book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Welcome Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Sharon of AirPR. Our first article today is from MartechAdvisor.com. Uh, it covers a talk with Sharon. Sharon, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so one of the spaces that uh, we've helped create is the PR tech space. And uh, MarTech is obviously a uh, overall larger category. It's basically all of the marketing technologies that exist. And this particular article is uh, is an interview with me that focuses on uh, both my background, but uh, also some of the problems we're attempting to solve with, uh, with different marketing technology implementations and how we fit in to the marketing stack. Because marketing has numerous parts of it. There's advertising uh, and there's PR. And so how do we sort of interplay? And if you look at the whole what's called PESO model of paid, earned, shared, and owned, um, how does PR play in and how does Air PR play into helping track um, all or part of that? And how does it work into the rest of what the marketing stack generally targets with all the can you describe how AirPR fits into the marketing stack? Yeah, so in that uh, in that sort of spectrum, really the focus is around you have the paid aspect. So this is Google AdWords, for example, uh, or all of your paid advertising. It could also be paid content, but this generally paid advertising. Um, the owned is if you're doing thought leadership um, or content on your own blog or a channel that you control the publication schedule. Um, that's generally going to be your blog. Um, shared is the concept of everything that's being amplified across different uh, audiences and channels. Um, so Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, for example. Um, and, uh, you have the earned piece and the earned piece is, uh, um, everything that's going to be on a third party publication and a third party publication will be like the tech crunch. Um, it'll be like your podcast, for example. Um, so that's paid, earned, shared, and owned, and that's the peso model. So for us, we really focus on the earned um, and the shared and the owned. And uh, the paid area, there's lots of companies. Um, there's hundreds of companies that focus on how do we measure your advertising effectively. So what we do is we're sort of plugging in uh, the, the portion, content, if you will. We're plugging in the portion that ties into the rest of the business. And uh, um, the others are focused on the paid aspect, which is advertising. Would you say that AirPR is a, a comprehensive suite in the earn, shared, and own categories? I would. I would. Very cool. Um, our second article today, titled "PR is Dead, Long Live PR," it's from Adweek, and of course, we're all familiar with with <laughs> this statement. Um, the article summarizes how PR needs to keep evolving to stay relevant, and obviously, AirPR is is ahead of that game. The article touched on the idea of PR restoring or creating trust. I'm curious, Sharon, how does AirPR fit into this role? Yeah, I mean, I think that people have been saying the industry for a long time. And the challenge is, is that PR has shifted so, so dramatically 
um, there has been a, a drop in the number of major publications that you're that everyone's hearing about that people are shutting their doors and so people are saying oh pr is dead because the number of journalists and publications has dramatically declined and others are saying pr is is needed more than ever because there are thousands of new publications uh there are five to ten thousand new blogs start up every day and you need someone to be able to to effectively communicate your message and figure out who of those blogs that you should be chatting with much in the same way that back in the day, PR was the gatekeeper to talking to the top tier publications. Now PR is the gatekeeper to talking to all of your earned media. Um, it can also be the gatekeeper to talking about all of your own media and owning that channel as well and making sure they are uh, connected together. So in this way, uh, Air PR is really focused on measuring the earned and the shared and the owned portion of that um, to ensure that, yes, PR has is... The old way of doing PR is dead, but the new way of doing PR is going to be the key to the success of our industry. Got it. Very cool. Um, and we're out of time. So that's it for today on Fjordcast. Thanks for being on the show today, Sharon. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. Uh, where can people find you guys online? AirPR.com. And you can request a demo on there, or you can feel free to email us at demo at AirPR.com. Perfect. And thank you for, to the listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of the program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.